extraordinarily striking in our looks and all of us are officially married to the sultan and imprisoned in his harem in this hot oasis surrounded by desert our lives are privileged in many ways we do not have to work other than dancing and providing the sultan with sexual services Occasionally, he will allocate some of us to fuck a particular honoured guest, but mainly he keeps us all for himself. The Sultan is, of course, sexually insatiable, but even so, the sheer limited hours in the day means he cannot keep all of us satisfied by himself. Mostly, we are left to satisfy one another, which is how we spend our days. At least we did until we had to train for the weekly races around the walled garden. For the past eight weeks, things have been very different in the harem. The weekly threat of the whip has instilled a new terror into our lives. Whereas once we would laze by the fountain or gossip under the portico for hours, now we are all focused on building up our muscles of course, we are not allowed out of the harem even into the garden except for during the races themselves, so we have to do what we can within the confines of our gilded cage. My own strategy is to climb up and down the marble staircase ten, twenty, even thirty times a day, building the muscles in my thighs and calves. Some of the more voluptuous girls are eating less, trying to slim down their enormous breasts and hips, which might impede their sprinting speed. The slimmer girls are eating more, trying to keep up their energy and build muscle and stamina to get around the garden quicker. Our intimacy has been destroyed too. Before the introduction of the races, we were a cosy group of concubines. Once the Sultan had summoned the day's chosen dancers and bedmates for himself each morning, those left behind would console one another by reciprocally massaging our breasts, thighs and bottoms with oils of cinnamon and citrus. We would suckle each other's nipples, rub our own and each other's cunts, explore the innermost secrets of our bodies with eager fingers and tongues. So adept were we at bringing each other skillfully to a wonderful climax, that we never minded much that our lord and master had overlooked us for the day. But now the trust and intimacy between us has evaporated like water on a hot stone. Sex amongst ourselves is out of the question. Every wife is in competition with the others. For every nine girls who manage to get around the course and save their skin for another week... A tenth will be condemned to a whipping by the Sultan's lashmaster, a terrifying fate which each of us strives to avoid at all costs. Now the quick athletic girls are hated by the slower women. They harbour a wicked, burning jealousy. Those who cannot outrun their peers outright resort to underhand tricks a vicious shove from behind to cause a stumble, a despairing hand grasping and pulling at another's long hair, a deliberate trip at the start. 
anything to ensure that calamity befalls someone else this week. As the rising moon casts its silvery light across the colonnade where we gather, silence falls over us. It is time. The eunuchs signal silently to the first group of ten to assemble at the end of the colonnade. The eunuchs who look after the harem are always silent, since the sultan had their tongues cut out, lest they should reveal any secrets of the harem outside of our cloistered walls. The first ten naked concubines assemble, jostling for position at the top of the steps. No one may leave the top of the staircase before the starting gong is struck. The route is down the staircase to the Sultan's walled garden, along the long path to the orchard, around the perimeter past the orange trees and date palms, then back under the trail.